Heaven high, heaven high. Heaven high. Today's topic on episode two hundred and forty-three is what is Britain's best paving substrate? I was musing about this as I was just walking to Judith's Let's school today, it. and uh, I thought this would be a good yes. thing to discuss on Rum Doings. And then I realised it had to be the topic, and therefore yes. I couldn't discuss it. Good podcast at rumdoings.com or you could email or you could not bother tweeting us at rumdoings we even made it easier not like some of these organizations where they don't get their name and you have to kind of tweet at rd2349doings underscore hello or something like that is literally just the name of the podcast at rumdoings and still they they can't can they they can't i think they can't because uh-huh they are confused and upset uh-huh. That at no point during our podcast have we ever said, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Oh, yes. Oh, I, wh- who's your favourite? My favourite on Audible.com is that very strange American man that inappropriately says, Audible hopes you enjoyed it. That's brilliant. Yeah. You know that one. He uh, wakes me up when I've fallen asleep. Ugh, yeah. I-, I wonder who he is. And it's always uh, utterly inappropriate. You've had some fey yes, British yes. thing ready. And then little Geoffrey lay down and breathed his last. I'm glad you've read that. I have a whole sermon. I fire. Yes. That's a fact. <coughs> so, how are you? Oh, you're dying. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> and Teresa. <laughs> Theresa May's joined us for the podcast, everybody. Oh, God. <clears throat> We're so glad you could make it, Theresa. <laughs> well, let's be honest, she barely... <laughs> oh, that was fun, though, wasn't it? That was fun. Uh, 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 this point has been made a hundred times, but it's such a lovely point that it's going to make it a hundred and first time now. Mm-hmm. And that is... If it had been on some crappy sitcom or even on something like The Thick of It, if the producer had said, I'll tell you what, make the country work again should be on the backdrop. And let's have some of the letters drop off it as she ends her speech with a... <laughs> and then there's a... Come on, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it, dear? Uh, isn't that kind of pushing it a little bit far? Come on, come on. <laughs> even in Terry and June or something wouldn't have... <laughs> and yet the letters fell. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It was so lovely. That whole thing was lovely, wasn't it? The whole it thing was. was a I'm joy. so glad. I I tuned in on on a whim. I I, I didn't. Um, I was half. I was halfway through, and one of my colleagues said, "Apparently, Theresa May has been given her P45." So I tuned in, and then I saw all the things fall apart, and then she had a nervous breakdown. It was very entertaining just listening to her not be able to talk out loud. It was like a curse, like a bit in a Jim Carrey movie yes. where he was finally getting his comeuppance. Or, or Black Mirror or something like that. It was a bit... I know, it was too cheesy for Black Mirror. <laughs> it was. It was actually quite cheesy. But then being Theresa May and the Tories, it, it kind of was appropriate that it was a bit cheesy and hackneyed and rubbish. I think it was a gypsy curse that said, every time you tell a lie, your yes. voice shall defy you. Oh, dear. It was lovely. But, of course, now we're in that weird no-man's land where people, they all have to pretend that they're standing up for her but are busy working out how uh, what vertebrate to, to stab her through. So it's in that most lying of all political lying moments where they are pretending that they have her back but want to stab it. Are you enjoying it? Well, no, because I have learned in the olden days, in the good old, in, in the good old days of Tory classic in the 90s, mm-hmm. early 90s, mm-hmm. this was just, you know, 
this was like, oh, great, I can't wait to watch this brutal murder live on TV. Mm-hmm. But now uh, the political system seems to be they'll talk about it for a bit, but it will never happen, and then she'll just accidentally drift on through the next couple of elections. Until she dies of uh, type 1 diabetes. She injects herself five times a day. Really, somebody needs to give her better nutritional advice, but there you go. She, um, The thing about that should be fatal, though, is... Are, are hey, newborn babies high carb? No. Huh, just asking for a newborn, newborn, newborn babies are actually born into ketosis and they will remain ketogenic uh, until they're weaned. Uh, no, or, but I would have thought or, that, or given she, formula. that, you know, that's the... Pr- the joke was, Nick, just so you know, for everyone mm-hmm. listening already knows, but for the joke for you was that Theresa May eats babies. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, okay. That right. Was the joke. Okay. No, it wasn't a good joke. But that's. <laughs> it, but, but 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 it is very interesting that babies are in ketosis, and you think that's weird because actually breast milk contains a lot of fat, but it also contains quite a lot of sugars, and people have wondered. Well, hold on. If it's got a lot of sugars in it, why are they remaining in ketosis? And there's something about the composition of breast milk which means that the sugars act to provoke the insulin, which acts to store the fat because the baby wants to store the fat, which is why human babies get also very deliciously chubby so that they can then survive a winter. Okay, so um, it used to be that uh, there was one thing that was fatal to a politician. Uh, It wasn't hating them. It wasn't that they were found out to be monsters or unlikable people. Indeed, Margaret Thatcher thrived on that. Mm -hmm. Thatcher's Thatcher's downfall was when people started basically pitying her and she began to, she began to look pathetic in the true sense of the term. Sure. Now, if politics were working the way it should be, the fact that they all go patting her on the head and patronizing her and saying, Oh, didn't she try hard? Mm-hmm. And even the most coruscating of, uh, of columnists is now basically feeling a little awkward about her. This should be this should be it. Not that she was nasty or unpleasant or she couldn't run an election campaign or she was mildly autistic, but the fact that we now feel really quite piteous of her should be what dials her in. You you say that the politics has changed sufficiently that even though we feel pity for her, that won't be enough to unseat her in the medium future. Just everyone has just Enter this sort of glacial momentum of nothingness. Yeah, talking about momentum, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing on the other side, exactly. isn't it? Mm. Exactly, that's not my point. So the fact that Corbyn yeah. is still in control of the Labour Party is absolute evidence of this. Just everyone sort of just goes, oh, well, we wish it weren't, but it is. So. Like, and, and our sleepwalking into Brexit nothing yeah. and all that. It's that same. It's like, no, we suddenly realise that nobody really is in charge and nobody's doing anything really and nobody understands. And it's kind of this weird trawler that we just suddenly realise, oh, it's actually just drifting around, might hit a bank, who knows. There's no previous universe, there's no previous version of Earth where uh, Trump would be in power still. It, it, mm. it doesn't make sense. The guy is insane. Yes, I think he. Like he's uh, some, no, but somebody there, there was an amazing um, footage of Trump from like 15 years ago being interviewed, and he was giving perfectly cogent, lucid responses to the questions, quite intelligent, even witty. Yeah, and then showing sort of some interviews and speeches from a few days ago. The man ha- is his 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 brain is deteriorating substantially. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. If you look if you look at it, any um, physician uh, or ger- gerontologist would say, well, actually, no, this 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 guy is is on the onset, if and that might be being generous yeah. of dementia. 
And it's it's pretty obvious now that that's the case. And it'll be interesting to see how long we can pretend that that's not the case uh, or, or those who surround him will pretend that that's not the case. It, it, they did it for a while with Reagan. I mean, yes, Ronald Reagan was, was basically his mind sort of going pretty soon into his presidency and they just kind of padded him. But the thing is, he had a kind of genial presentation of it. This is like a grumpy, weird old grandpa who starts shouting out things to, to, to the, to the uh, Hispanics in the street and uh, is rude to the grandchildren. You know, it's, it's not so easily and avuncularly dealt with. So do you, do you think he will make it till the end of the term or do you think something will have to happen? I've, I've long argued that he'll be dead before the end of the term. He's not a. He also, he doesn't look like a well man to me. No, he doesn't. Bloated. He looks like a. He looks like a man who's not going to see seventy one. Hmm. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, Queen. Yeah. When this year? Oh, no, you know? I've predicted it every year of my entire life. The woman's immortal. She's never going to die. What about Philip? I mean, Philip was supposed to die before uh, Mandela. Basically, I mean, this is ridiculous. I think he lives so long as she allows it. <laughs> okay, that's my theory there. Right. But Johnson and my controversial theory. Give me your controversy. Charles goes next year. He'll never be king because he'll die before his turn. You think so? Yes. Interesting, interesting. Yes. How, though? Because these people get very good health care and they get lots of scans. So if he's got a little tumour lit that should already have been found and dealt with before a mere mortal uh, would have. He's going to be... Uh, it's, it's it's A stroke? Yeah, I mean, like, it could be... Or I think maybe just something a bit... A bit, bit weird. like a random tropical disease, something a bit odd. Okay. <laughs> and he, uh, and for some reason, his beloved homeopathy won't won't cure it. That's right. <laughs> that'll be interesting if Charlie goes. Uh, well, that'll solve a lot of problems, won't it? Because let's be honest, his mother doesn't want him to be king. Um, she she cares very much about the longevity of the monarchy or the firm, as they so deliciously call it uh, uh and i think she knows that he will be a problem so she obviously wants um wills and kate as as they're officially known to uh carry on its legacy so that would be useful maybe she'll have him bumped off after all um in uh, monarchy's past uh children have had parents bumped off and parents have had children bumped off all mm. the time it would be in the tradition of monarchical deviousness she should lock him in a tower Yes. So, uh, okay, well, so, listener, you heard it here first. Charles will be gone next year. I just want to stress for and the it'll be John. Service. it'll be John Walker who did it. I just Somehow. I want to stress for the Secret Service. I that definitely, definitely want to assassinate listen carefully, Prince Charles. I am definitely not planning to kill the Prince of Wales. But if you do suddenly happen upon killing him you won't say no to that either i'm you not wish planning to assassinate on killing him you wish just, to assassinate I'm very clear about this you wish to assassinate hrh the prince i have no i do not wish to do it i mean i, I just don't i have no plans you have no plans down. but but if your country should ask in your time of duty to fulfill that requirement you will reluctantly live up to your there are oaths honor. I have sworn in the past that I can't break. Yeah, but I have no intentions to kill the ki- the, the the future king of England. Oh, okay. okay. Weird. All right. So we're clear. All right. Who whom do you wish to kill then? Uh, I wish for everyone to love each other in a big, just a big cuddle. I see. So you're a pedo. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair just enough. a cuddle. It's just okay cuddle. to give a child a cuddle if you've got special permission. Could you just walk up to a child on a street and give it a cuddle? I really wouldn't want to. 
But it's sad that we live in a society where you can't do that, isn't it? Is it? Is it really sad? Because it is. It is. The, the, the Kong or the Kong would have no problem doing that. No, 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 no. The it's child. just us I, in our Western society. I'm thinking about the child. Our suits and ties. I've seen it when people decide that they have some weird right to just come up and ruffle Toby's hair or poke him in some way. And he just sort of looks like, I'm not really sure I want this. There's not, yeah, that's because you brought him up as an atomized and alienated human. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that children like more than some bristle chinned ancient, <laughs> uh, ancient aunt coming up and slobbering a kiss on them. The funny thing is that you are quite, I can't believe I said the funny thing is, can we cancel this whole podcast and delete all yeah. the previous episodes? Okay, hold on a second. Just like. Done. Right, Good. Okay. okay. That never Good. happened. So. Yeah. It, that you say this of Toby isn't true. He uh, he likes to hug strangers <laughs> of his own choice. Oh, really? What's uh, the most awkward moment? The most awkward was a man in... Toby was riding his scooter mm-hmm. in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's now, bad. It's a coffee shop that we go to very often. The staff will know... To- the staff have known Toby since he was a so, bum. Let's, let me just interrupt you there. You said Toby was riding his scooter yes. in a coffee shop. Let me remind you about John Walker circa five years ago. Uh a toddler is riding a scooter in John Walker's coffee shop let while he's tell- trying to do the Sudoku. I let me wonder tell- what that John Walker would have said. Let me tell you two things. Number one, where I had to have been there, I would have told Toby to stop riding a scooter inside the coffee shop. Um, and number two, if a kid, a two-year-old, were sort of pootling around on a scooter inside a coffee shop I were in, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. But mm. if the parents were saying, like, let's park this scooter diagonally across the main aisle of this coffee shop then yes, I would have had a problem. But no, a little two-year-old pootling around having some fun wouldn't have bothered me. There were many things that would have. Anyway, so he's doing this, and the place is nearly empty. Um, it's a, There's a large space where he's doing this. The staff are all cool with him. It's for, And he's not. it's not a five-year-old charging about on a scooter. It's a two-year-old staggering on this tiny little thing. So um, this guy comes over to Laura and starts yelling at her about how awful it is that this is happening, that he is trying to enjoy his coffee, Fair enough. And this child, and so to- Laura suggested that he can. And Laura turn- said, "And Laura said, oh John, I thought you were at home. Oh sorry, you're <laughs> my ex-husband." Laura suggested that he could turn around and face the wall if it were bothering him so much. Oh, at which point, rude. Toby decided to give the man a big hug. No, that is appropriate. That's, that's very that, funny. That, that, again, that's kind of scripted, like uh, the the same people who wrote the uh, Tory <laughs> yes, party that's speech. Right. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and then we broke for ads. <laughs> Audible <Yeah. laughs> hopes you've enjoyed. Well, they say they uh, this program. I think they say Audible hopes you've enjoyed this program. Uh, yes, um, books you can enjoy on Audible include a book uh-huh. that I've read. Which one? I've not read a book. No, but, but no. What has your what what have I'm you? I'm currently reading Robert Webb's book, How Not to Be a Boy. That doesn't sound good. It sounds it's... tries too hard. <laughs> It's just his biography, his autobiography. It's very good. Is it all right? I mean, yeah, so he's it's a, very he's a, good, actually. He's very, I mean, he's, very a, good. he's a mate of ours that we basically had on Rum Doings. Yeah, we, he so nearly came on Rum Doings right before, I don't know, someone got to him and told him about us. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened. But we nearly, he nearly, nearly came on. Nearly had Robert Webb. Um, but the, book, the book is, I've not read the whole thing yet. Laura has, and she adored it. I've started reading it. It's really good. Well, it's, Robert Webb tends to be a goodie. I mean, he yes, knows he, does. He, he, he has the appropriate opinions, uh, so he he shan't be executed. Unlike HRH, the Prince Charles, um, <laughs> it's, it's not my fault if the opinions violate the the criteria. 
Mm, mm, indeed. Uh, so we we think that Trump will be off relatively soon. HRH to Prince Charles. While you're about it, do you want to make any more um, death yes, predictions? predictions. We, haven't done one. we haven't done those in a while, so it's probably worthwhile doing. Obviously, Attenborough needs to be off quite soon. Oh, I don't want him to die, though. Well, I'm sorry. He's still as, functional. You, as, as, he, you've, as you found out with your father, that's irrelevant. <laughs> they tend to just do these things. So, Well, yeah. I'd argue yeah. that if, if he does pop his clogs now... He's uh-huh. had a good. He's had the right number of years already. But while he's still capable, even though he's in his nineties, he's still capable yeah. of doing his shows. Why are some people in their nineties just capable of sitting in a nursing home complaining about the staff, and other people can go around the world filming nature documentaries or Telemere's, presenting just a minutes? Telomeres and oxidative damage. Yes, you're right. It is. Yeah. So um, obviously, we traditionally at this point start to talk about Nicholas Pass. Although so. Steve, Steve thingy that doesn't think thinks the whole telomere thing is rubbish yeah it, it is sort of rubbish but it's not as it's probably actually just more nuanced than that as ever people always initially find these things as as, as indeed when we de- started uh trying to decode the human genome we thought we'd find the secrets to everything we found well, actually no epigenetics is very important it's it, where whether the gene happens to load load the gun it's not what pulls the trigger that's epigenetics and it's the way you live your life well, whoever and, that, so, I- I've blanked on the guy's name, but he also thinks epigenetics is is bad science too. Uh, Well, maybe epigenetics in the way that it is sometimes popularly discussed is bad science. But one one cannot argue that some things are methylated and phosphorylated and other things aren't. I mean, that's just the way the chemistry works. And you can very easily trigger a gene or not, uh, depending on what you do. So, What genes have you triggered? Um, Well, at the moment, I've got some... uh, Sort of stonewashed decent. Oh ones, no! But they're not really. But, but no, but but they were they were bought in a charity shop, so that's all right. They just <sighs> really happen to be very disappointed that you did that. Well, they're not. They're not. But they're not too bad. I mean, they're not he, 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 egregious. They the just thing is, were... I really, really no. busting for a wee right now, and I've just the desire to stick around is gone. Well, why don't you just urinate your trousers? Because it'll it doesn't stop there, does it? Well, what will happen? I mean, think about it. At the moment, if you urinated, it will in your soak trousers. into my trousers and into the cushion on my chair, and then into the chair itself, and then I'll be sat in a puddle of my own wee wee. So you would say that you you do not wish to sit in a puddle of your I, own wee wee, and I don't wish to replace my IKEA office chair. But why? I mean, again, you just assume that that is something bad. Why don't you want to sit in a puddle of your own wee wee? Because it will be stinky. Will it though? I have Will very it, stinky wee. I have surprisingly stinky wee. Even when you don't have uh, asparagus or coffee, or well, although you're always drinking coffee, coffee makes a wee smell quite interesting. I've never. Me. I don't know whether it I, does it for everybody. No, I don't think coffee does much at all. I have one coffee in the morning, and it's, uh, my wee doesn't smell. Whenever I have it, 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 it makes the wee smell quite malty. The main triggers obviously asparagus curry is a good one. I love curry oh, really? wee. Uh, I've never noticed that. Oh, I get so, good curry wee. I was really? a friend and a friend of mine who listens to this podcast. Hi, Becca. Um, so she is the listener. She is the listener. She and I were once planning a restaurant called We Smell Good. And you mentioned this yes, before. Only yes. sells products. Yeah, but no one listens. Honey puffs. Exactly. Yes. yes only sells and products. Coffee and and we smell great. We smell good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your other rules suggested that that restaurant should now be opened because it's a pun. Yes, I know. But it's Becca's job, not mine. 
Oh, it's true. She, she's got that work to do. Um, so anyway, Nicholas Parsons, we always talk about, yes. I assume. Um, she, I, th- I actually do think it is time now. No, he's 94 and he's still functioning. If they function, no. we keep them. That's the rule. No, but isn't that supposed to be the thing that, that they, they're supposed to just suddenly surprise? What? They were fine. That also works. <sighs> just... Tom Petty did that, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you sad that Brucey's gone? No. Okay, no, uh, but you know that sort of uh, are there are there aren't any of those left, are they really? Oh, there I mean, must the, be one or two. The, the two Ronnies went. Uh, of course, there's um, Rolf Harris, who's <laughs> otherwise engaged, and he's old. So he's you in know, his eighties, yeah, yeah. So it's Gary... surprising when sometimes you find out someone you're sure has to have been dead for years is still going. Oh yes, of course. Um, I've tried to think. wheel them out at some special award ceremony. Well, the one that I was surprised about, uh, well, what's it? Oh, I've suddenly forgotten his name. Oh, Sidney Poitier. Yes. What's he still doing being alive and not just a historical figure? Exactly. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Because I think where it's particularly um, fascinating is where they have somehow managed to divorce themselves completely from the public eye. Mm. Uh, And so you see, well, the reason must be because they're dead. Yes. Uh, yes. Bella Emberg. She's not still alive. Precisely. I Bella. refuse. I'm, I'm having to excuse the tapping. I'm having yeah. to check. Well, exactly. Is she? I mean, maybe she died in the last week. I don't well, know. She's, but... I mean, the reason I suspect that she can't be alive is because she was so big and old. I mean, she's... she was a, an old lady when uh, Bella Emberg. She's 80 years old and lives in Brighton. There she is. There she is. Oh, I pulled my headphones out. So there would have been an inciting bit of feedback there. I heard it. It was bad. It was good. But that said, I mean, Bella Emberg used to always be in the Russ Abbott show, didn't she? Yes, she did. And and Russ Abbott is also still alive. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's doing serious acting and stage stuff at the moment. So, didn't yeah. he turn into a baddie as well? I'm not he sure. Turned up in, um, he turned up in Last of the Summer Wine, I remember. Did he? Oh, yes, he mm. did. Remember Last of the Summer Wine? What a great No, I certainly sitcom. didn't watch it. Yeah, I certainly uh. didn't watch it. No, Last of the Summer Wine was really an awful, awful uh, sitcom. And it, it was defended by people who I think just felt it was their nostalgia kick. I don't think anybody actually found it amusing, did they? Or maybe I'm being every unfair. episode written by one person as well. In 2014 mm. to 16, he co-starred in the BBC sitcom, BBC sitcom Boomers. Oh, goodness. Who else wow, is there in are, that? There are sitcoms and things that I have. June Whitfield and Paula Wilcox are in it. June Whitfield, my God. She's older than you think, I think. Oh, she's a million and seven. She's 91! Wow, there again, another of these strange people. Goodness gracious. And yeah, I think Roy Hudd will be younger than you think he should be. He's dead, isn't he? He must be, yes. I assume Roy Hudd is dead. Otherwise, Nope, he's 81. (laughs) Won't last with the news Hudd lines. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. Why Why isn't he allowed to present that Clive Anderson program anymore if he's still alive? Which Clive Anderson program? The, the the awful thing on Saturday evenings. What is there a Clive? Oh, that thing yes. with the new. Oh no, what's it yeah. called? Uh, that's what it's called. Yeah. No, no, is it? Oh, for goodness sake, we were we were senile like both uh, very old Trump. men. Yeah. Uh, ha- are you happy about Harvey Weinstein? Happy in the sense that he's been caught, or happy that he managed to, for so many decades, abuse so many women? 
It does betoken what I think of Hollywood and that it, they think they're the most wonderful liberal people, but they're as bad as any kind of far right cult. I saw a story uh, that the New York Times spiked a story about him in 2004. Yeah, um, typical. But how? How does I just? It's so frustrating that these people who wield so much power can do this for so long. He was he was a, he was a massive fundraiser and spoke with Hillary Clinton and so on. They're all part of that club and they all well, know. No, but it's the same principle that applied to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly did the same thing. He 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 was sexually abusive to so many women over so many years, and yet it didn't it took it, there's something there's like a, a some magic principle that kicks in that allows it to suddenly be a reason they're fired. You see, here's here's what I find weird. Um, some people say, "Oh, it's just because they are they have the power to do it and they so on." But be be honest. If there were even in, it, let's say that you could go into your holodeck, would you enjoy doing to women what these people did no. in, in, on the holodeck, even as a complete? Because of course, fantasy and there are plenty yeah. of women, for example, who are prepared to say, I, I have rape fantasies and it's embarrassing, but I do. And that's sure. just my fantasy life. And there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, but I there wouldn't even... women who would be proud of it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be... I'm just trying to think, you know, on the holodeck, that's not the first thing I'd no, want to do. Not. But then, I want um, to humiliate and make a woman very uncomfortable. But that's because that... these things have a pathology to them. And that's why it, 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 trying to treat anything is just, uh, and, and like, oh, that person is bad because he did this. Well, you know, he's doing yeah. a bad thing because he has a pathology. So well, there'll exactly. be something, there'll be some horrible background to the reason why. Because I read on BBC News that he would make young actresses massage him and look at him in the nude. Yes, Those and are kept... really specific, weird things. Not just have sexual intercourse with no, a pretty no. lady, which no, is no. how you'd imagine like a normal, no. a normal abusive person. No, 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 no but as somebody, no, but as somebody pointed out, these very powerful men uh, have. There are plenty of women who would be perfectly happy to have sex with them willingly, uh, and they do. They throw themselves at them, and or they can uh, purchase the best quality prostitute that's available sure. and they could do whatever they wanted. What's really fascinating is that he specifically wanted women who were in a position of, of uh, needing to uh, supplicate him would, he'd say things like, I, I'd like you to come and watch me have a shower. I can, I, I can only assume it's a, a twisted desire for a, a form of, power and to relive some sort of something that was absent in their childhood or but it goes beyond in their childhood but it goes beyond power even. yeah it's it's, yeah. it's it, that's too pat oh it's not sexist power no there is something even weirder than that that's a kind of a reverse shame voyeurism kind of desperation to it it's pathetic again in the true sense of the term pathetic and i think the problem is just saying oh look there's a monster is probably not going to be that useful because then we won't know where the... You just the, keep making monsters. Of, if you say there's a monster yeah. factory over there, but I'm just going to keep yelling at the monsters that yeah. come out of it. And you don't want to look at the machinery exactly. in the factory. You've got to go find the factory. <laughs> and the fa- and there is, it's too often that you find these people who are powerful within industry or within uh, media end up being like this. And you think, well, obviously there is something that's driven them probably to both uh, to both heights. And we've got to discover what it is. I'm not prepared to just say, oh, look, anybody who's that powerful when they have the opportunity will want to humiliate women and have them watch them in the shower. No, that's not true. Uh, There is something very – there's a very specific pathology going on here. uh, And I'd love to know what it is because it's just bizarre. 
Um, as, as I said, you know, there are plenty of things that you probably don't want to talk about that you're going to be doing in your holodeck. But this isn't kind of one of them, is it? It's, <laughs> no. it's, it's just very strange. Uh, and the, the desire... Uh, no, look, what's happening here? Is it that people are fooling themselves into thinking that they can somehow persuade these people to accept and say, actually, you know what? I'm suddenly finding I'm enjoying watching you in the shower. And actually, my massage, this massage that I'm giving your uh, tor- torpid, unpleasant body is, is really making me quite happy. Or... Are they actually enjoying the continued discomfort? Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there are uh, column A and column B people. Hmm. Um. Which, which is which is tragic, almost as tragic as the fact that this is the last week you can spend your old pound coins. <laughs> Although, according to the front page of uh, Daily Mail, I think it is. It'll uh, be. Everyone's the shops are planning to defy this. Oh no, the D- Daily Mail is upset about the fact that you might be able to have it not declare your gender on the next census. Okay, yeah, it was fair enough. It was ridiculous, but anyway, the uh, pound is the Daily Telegraph. Pound coin chaos as shops defy deadline. This is a, the, the, I've, I've probably read about this before. Pre- present tense headlines for things that haven't happened yet are hmm. so common on the Telegraph and the Times. It's a really peculiar. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Feature I've noticed it for years and years where they'll say um, ministers' uh, n- new policy to end uh, childhood or whatever. Um, and then you read it and it says ministers are planning to put forward a vote for X, but they always present it like it's happened. It's very strange. And so pound coin chaos, the shops defy deadline is quite a headline for A, the deadline is next week and B, the chaos hasn't, if there's going to be any, hasn't happened yet. But yes. from that headline, you would totally assume the chaos has occurred. Now the deadline has gone by. Are any of the newspapers saying save our old pound coin? Or... <laughs> not, not even the Express. Because I mean, remember these, because remember these papers hated the pound coin when it came out anyway. Had the pound note yes. at the time. And uh, Theresa May says we can prove Brexit doomsayers wrong. Or well, apparently she will be saying this later on in uh, in a speech in Parliament. Why do they do that? No. For God's sake. I don't understand that. I really don't understand. Does that work? Uh, why can't you just report on the speech? Say Theresa May will be talking later on today and turn up to find out what it's about. Why pre? pre-publish the speech that somebody else wrote for her. Well, at that point, you're just doing PR for the, for the political party. Yeah, they come to you and say, here's a head advance of the speech, so you can plug yeah. it for us and say, you know, because all you can get out of that is, here's the positive message we want you to, to hear. Exactly. And uh, indeed, I think one of the pages, I think it was the Metro or something, uh, last week, sort of published what Theresa May had said, or as if she had already said it in her speech, which, of course, therefore missed out the important oh, things, like, yes. she, like she couldn't speak and everything fell apart and all that. <laughs> it was just reported as if Theresa May today has blah, 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 because obviously they published it before this happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the danger. Hold on, really? Did she? Was that really the key that you want to take out of it is the, it happens to be the points that were published before the speech actually happened. So you've got to be careful. I mean, maybe later on she'll just end up singing a nursery rhyme or something. We don't know what she's going to say. So naughty BBC for saying that online at the moment. May fights back and threatens Boris with the sack, says the eye. Now, here's the interesting situation that she's in. She can't keep Boris in her cabinet and and look like she's in control. But the moment she fires him, he's then, that's it. That's the trigger for him to replace her. Exactly. So what would you do? What a dilemma she's in. Maybe uh, as well as uh, killing HRH, the Prince Charles, as you've vowed to do, you could also deal with Boris. 
Can I just stress that I vow to do the exact opposite? I will do everything in my human power to keep him alive. Even if it means sacri- even if it means sacrificing if he dies, your it will firstborn. Be despite me. Let's just put it that way. What, even if it means sacrificing your firstborn, which when let's be honest, these lizard um, uh, royals will require, you will still uh, you'll, you'll <laughs> do it to save to save HRH, the Prince Charles. It's my 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 destiny. <laughs> but yeah, so she's she's got to. So yeah, what do me do, does she demote Boris to a humiliating position within the cabinet? Is is there one? Does she make him in charge of um, dustbins? Uh, I don't know bin collections. Oh, God, that, that would make him even more popular. Can you imagine? I'm going to be removing the blight of our, um, of, 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 of our uh, suburbs and villages, and that is the wheelie bin. That's Can you imagine? The, the front of the Daily Mirror does, the headline of the Daily Mirror is the great bin collection scandal as it happens. Exactly. Desperate Brits pay for private waste firms as pickups drop to every three weeks. Do they? Where do they drop to every three weeks? I don't weeks? know. Ours just ours next month drops to twice weekly. I mean the other uh, once every two weeks. Fine, just stop being so dirty. This one is a bit annoying because it's 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 they're saying it's to encourage you to recycle more. We recycle a hundred percent of that which can be recycled out of our house. So excuse me, Mrs. Mrs. Poopy Pants, don't come around here telling me I need to recycle more. See, you do want Brexit. Is Europeans telling us how infrequently to collect our rubbish? I just want, I just want a slightly bigger wheelie bin than the one they've given us. So we've got wheelie bins now to be collected once, uh, once every two weeks, and they are comically small. Or the same size wheelie bin with a uh, home-based trash compactor oh, that's within. That's a good idea. That is a... In fact, I, I need to leave this podcast now and go and patent that. I do what I want more than that. Is for supermarkets to stop packaging things in non-recyclable materials. Why are we using this awful black plastic if we can't do anything with it? I don't know. I mean, should just say, just say no, as Nancy Reagan said, <laughs> to a great effect. Yes, that worked. Um, that worked very well. Can you even buy a drug these days? Can you buy a drug? Yeah, since the Just Say No campaign. No, there are no more drugs. That's it. All gone. There, all gone. Yeah, I really yeah. does make me sad. And then they see these like, Pringles tubes. Not that I buy Pringles anymore, such as no. the, the depravity in which mm. I live. Uh, the, you you can't buy Pringles, but I uh, can't buy Pringles. But others who can, you can't recycle a Pringles tube. So make it out of something you can recycle, you idiots! I thought Pringles tubes were made out of cardboard. They're cardboard on the outside, and metal on the inside. Both of which are recyclable. Yes, but they're glued together. It's probably the glue that's evil and anti-Gaia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ridiculous business. It is. Uh, I, I I wondered whether you would be picking any wild card for your death pool. Uh, I was I was I was thinking about somebody like Maureen Lipman. Oh, that's not a wild card. She's like a thousand and six. She's older than she was on those BT ads. But still, yeah, she's older than the character she played. But still, it's not the sort of thing that people talk about her imminent death, is it? Well, no. That's why. Oh, she's only a... seventy-one. I thought she was a exactly. lot older than that. Exactly. Gosh. So, okay. do, do do you have a wild card like that? I don't think. So. I don't think you can call it a wild card once they're over seventy. Bit wild. <laughs> By which I mean, you're not really expecting it, but there's just a little tingle that's saying, you know what? I think this is going to happen. I mean, you would not have, for example, uh, predicted uh, uh, the well. Who who was it last year in particular who? 
caught us by surprise. It was my dad. No, we we predicted that for seventy years. That's fine. Uh, no, I'm talking about uh, more important people. Oh, Terry Wogan. I, yeah, no, Terry Wogan. Exactly. Yeah. That, he, well, he wasn't. That wasn't really appropriate, was it? That's the one that uh, in the way because everyone died immediately around my dad. It was like you know yeah. the, the crazy spate of famous deaths. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Wogan was the one that really hurt because he physically was similar to my dad. Yeah. And my dad was also there was lots of sort of what the sense of humor is very similar there were lots of similarities between wogan and my dad and that one was that was particularly cruel to have killed him so soon afterward uh, and there was something there was something psychically prove. bizarre about uh about wogan's death because you know oh i'm avuncular and this is not the sort of thing that comes to me and yet mm-hmm. it was i mean victoria wood was a bit odd as well yes that's true you know, so some strange. Jamie Bowie like, was strange. You released an album and then pop your clogs. No, but that was just planned. Uh, that, that 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 was seems appropriate in in retrospect. But is there? I mean, obviously, we the McCartney's got to be going relatively soon as well. I would have thought. How old is he? Let's see how old he he is. Seventy five. Goodness me. Uh, he'll make it to seventy eight, I guess. Seventy eight. I think he'll make it to ninety. You think so? Oh God! He'll still be having probably still be having concerts at eighty-seven. Oh, uh, Jimmy oh, Savile yeah, suddenly! Definitely. Jimmy Savile suddenly joined us on the podcast. <laughs> I was watching an old episode of Spitting Image that was doing Jimmy Savile jokes, and it was really they really really did seem to maybe know. Of course, everybody knew. Yeah, Jim will fix it for you. It's funny. Is there an equivalent? There's no real equivalent of uh, Jimmy Savile in other countries. No, is there? <laughs> to, to, to that, I mean, no, but I mean to that degree of obviousness. Not somebody like Bill Cosby, where oh, he's a lovely dad. Oh no, he's yes, that, a, Bill, Bill Cosby was it would be like if Terry Wogan would be found out to be of the sort. Yes, or um, or, or, or indeed, as we mentioned before, David Attenborough. Yes, whereas Jimmy Savile was <laughs> hiding in plain sight. Exactly. I mean, I heard the rumours that he would have sex with corpses when he was still yeah. alive. Now they then. they were true. Ugh. Now then. Now then. Now then. <laughs> jewelry, jewelry. You did a lovely little uh, tribute to Jimmy Savile when he died on Twitter. You said, now the, now, then, or something like that. I probably. You did? It you wasn't a lovely f- tribute. It was just, I, I made a you joke were. that he had died, which is you. a slightly different thing. You were quite sad that Jimmy Savile. Do you know what? Died. Do you know I? I wasn't. <laughs> as it happens, that his death didn't quite hit me as it's hard on the, as some others. We actually have a Rum Doings podcast when he did die, and initially I think you said, "Oh, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice gentleman." Did I? Did I say that? Did I begin with a little tribute to him? <laughs> you did a little eulogy. <laughs> Jim's eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't as bad as when they he, basically his uh, funeral entourage paraded up the whole of Leeds and people were waving oh, really? uh, corsages at him. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but like you say, it was hiding in plain sight. We'd all seen the Louis Theroux episode of him clearly having some very unsettling relationship with his mother and the keeping her, mm. his dead mother's clothes in his in his bedroom and taking them out once a year to dry clean. It was just really and, and he admitted that she'd basically lain on her bed for like three weeks or something after oh, she died. Yeah. And that he admitted that he st- would sleep in the bed with her when she was still alive. Or something else and, and, and when she was dead. 
Oh. Don't you remember he I said, I, lay, that, I, no. said I just lay down with her on her bed after she died? Do you think he meant lay down in the biblical sense? Probably not, actually. No. Well, he wasn't uh, against the idea oh, of post-alive post no. sex. I just get out with his mother. Maybe he finally got to do it. I don't know. I Maybe. Oh, lovely. Lovely, 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 lovely. Children. Great that he was—he he was the symbol of our childhood. Well, not ours. But he was slightly. Oh no, too... he was mine. Jim will fix it. Was Saturday night. I, my sister would want to watch the A Team, and I would want to watch Jim will fix it. We she was correct. She was correct. You were wrong. Turns out. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. Shall we say goodbye no, to this? It's only forty. It's too soon. But it, it sort of feels right. I'm so desperate for the toilet that I really am ready to go. I... I know. I, I can feel that through the, the through through my earphones. I can feel the yeah. The, we, I mean, Victoria asked a very stupid question the other day, how which rude. was, uh, "Well, you'll hear how stupid it is." Like, like there could I'm ever be say any other of, answer. I'm going to rate it out of ten for stupidity. No, because the stupidity of it is assuming that there could ever be more than one obvious answer, and okay. that is, if you uh, a witch says, "I am going to make it so that you never have to wee again." Or you never have to poo again without any deleterious effect. Which would you choose? Oh, that's a ten. A stupid question. Ten, ten stupid. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody, uh, except maybe somebody who has constant piles and can to, never. Yeah, you have to yeah. choose between the constant, tedious, niggly interruptions Racist. or a nice sit down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are your two. You have to choose between those two things. Also. Also, you know, waking up in the morning, not being able to have a lie-in because you've got a balloon inside you that's about to burst. You oh, know? my favourite yeah, uh, is Toby waking up at two in the morning and screaming and then I can't go down and just deal with it because I have to wee before I can go. And then by the time mm. that's happened, he's escalated beyond anything that I wanted or needed. Yeah, no, no, no it's clear. We need to get rid of urination yes. as soon as possible. I mean, can we get some studies done on how to do this? I mean, the, the, the problem is uh, at, attaching catheters and so on can induce infections and so on. So we need something more elegant than that. A catheter, yes, and a catheter is very uncomfortable. I don't want to have to poke anything down through my willy hole. No. No. It's a very small hole, Nick. I don't know if you've had a look at my willy hole. I don't have you. I, I, I shrunk myself like in Honey, I shrunk the kids and I've actually crawled up there myself. And even in my shrunken state, it was tight. It, it, it was like it was like trying to I don't know, move through a, a hose pipe. Not, 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 not easy at all. No, there you go. It's exactly. Mm. So I don't want to have to poke anything up there. That's not the answer we're looking for. No, but could, but it's, tele- it's a teleportation no. is what we need. What could you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Teleporting the water molecules out of your bladder. That said, sh- surely, oh, maybe, maybe that's why on Star Trek you never see them go for a week. There's no, nobody, there's no toilets on the Enterprise that we know of. Nobody ever talked about being in the bathroom, is there? It's because basically they just have it transported out of them. Wouldn't that? I was just before you said that. I was just imagining they're all sitting around in their various chairs on the on the bridge, and then yes. every now and then you just see this really thin transportation beam go in their groin area. And and then carry yes. on with work. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. <laughs> they should do that on the new Star Trek Discoveries and yes. on the Orvilles. They should do it on those. But that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? I'm right now, if I could just press a button and teleport the urine out my, out my bladder. Do you, 
Do you know what? You wouldn't need to. Do you know why? Because as soon as the molecule started appearing, every, every five minutes, a bit like polling for your new email, it would just say, oh, a bit more, a few more molecules have happened. So you'd never feel that blood of pressure ever. Your life would be devoid of that. What about people? Now, we've discussed people who in, enjoy a rape fantasy and we've discussed um, your support for Jimmy Savile's necrophilia. Yes. Yeah, what about perfectly. people who enjoy sex involving wee-wees? They would be very sad. They would be, but I, I, I'm assuming that this is not going to be a compulsory... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's negotiable. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that... I, I think I'm libertarian... What would Donald Trump do when he was in Russia? If those ladies' wee-wees got teleported... He doesn't want the wee-wee teleported onto him. You see, that was so obviously not true because he's he has such a fear. Apparently he washes his hands whenever he sees it. I hold out hope that it's true. Oh, come on. The biggest homophobes in the world love a good bumming. Oh, uh, true. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He just, just wants ring to be dirty. Him. He wants to feel all dirty from the dirty wee-wee. <laughs> yeah, well, there are dirtier things. I mean, it's mostly sterile, so it's a <laughs> silly thing to do. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I, I'm libertarian enough that I'm not going to make this state manager compulsory, uh, urine teleportation. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's generous of you. I'm very generous <laughs> and I, I live and let live, I say. And if you, if you want to have, uh, the enjoyment of water sports, have at it without my interrupting matter transfer beam. That's very sweet of you. And on that generous and warm note, <laughs> yes, the warm, warm, warm yellow note. Bye bye everybody. Bye Podcast bye. at rumdoings.com. Bye bye. Bye.